2: Welcome to the Cosmo Happy Hour. It's everything you would talk about with your best friends, from sex to celebrity to entertainment. From the editors of Cosmopolitan.com, this is the Cosmo Happy Hour with Elisa Benson.
3: While feminists have definitely made some major strides in our society to ensure women are treated equally to men, there's definitely still some work to be done, I would actually say a lot of work, especially when it comes to sexist traditions embedded in our culture regarding marriage. I'm talking about the question every engaged woman hears, are you going to change your last name? According to a study conducted by the journal Gender Issues and published in early 2017, more than 70% of US adults believe that a woman should change her name after she gets married, and about half feel it should be required by law. I'll let that sink in for a minute. I'm Elisa Benson. This is Cosmopolitan.com's Happy Hour podcast, and today we're having a discussion about changing a woman's last name. We have a jam-packed episode with a full studio panel, and I can't—we can't wait to hear everyone's take on this topic. Joining me on the panel today are two of my coworkers from Cosmopolitan.com. Tess Komen. Hi, Tess. Hi, Elisa. And Kathleen Kamphausen. Welcome, ladies. Hi, thank Hi. you. Hi. Um, you guys were actually both just on the podcast recently talking in various <laughs> capacities about being like newlyweds. Yep. And um, neither of you changed your names. You have been Tess Komen and Kathleen Kamphausen the entire time I've known you. We're going to talk more about that later. But first, let me also introduce my friend and actually former co-worker on the panel, the author of the Young Wives Club and writer for the Today Show, Julie Pennell. Hi, Julie. Hi. And you are Julie Miller when I first met you. I was. And how long have you been married now, Julie? Three years. Three years. Okay, so I'm just gonna, like, dive right into the questions. Did you always know that you wanted to change your name? Yes.
4: I mean, ever since I was a little girl, like, you know, when you had crushes, you would just, like, imagine what your last name would be. I just... I feel like it's I still like do a that tradition. <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: so, yeah. I, I There was, like, no question and, at all. And Tess and Kathleen, what about for you guys? Did you always know that you would keep your name? Or was this something that you sort of um, changed your mind about over time? Kathleen, what about
0: you? I never thought about it I just it, I always knew like this is my name and you just keep your name like you're born and you're right a name, it's and your you name just, like, go about your life <laughs> yeah it was never a thing that I really
3: thought about yeah um or debated over and did you get any flack from your family or any like or from your husband anyone that was pressuring you to change not at all
0: um I feel like my family kind of like gets the type of person I am and right the black sheep never, in the family Yeah. <laughs> it was never really like a thing. I never really got questions about it. My the only conversation I had about it with my husband was he asked one day if he should take my name. Oh my god. So that's the only and I've said no. Like, yeah. You were like, You have it. a name. <laughs> yeah. Why are we doing this? Um,
3: yeah, no. But good uh, that was for the him for thing. even asking. I feel like it for most men it like does not even occur to them. Even men that are maybe chill with like their partner not taking their name. I feel like it's still such the norm that the man always keeps his name. Mm-hmm. Tess, what about you?
1: Yeah, no, mine definitely didn't offer to take mine. <laughs> um, Michael. Nor, nor did I ask him to. Yeah, classic. But um, <laughs> no, I I never really thought about it. I happen to really like my name. I also happen to, like, not really like his. So um, from less of a feminist standpoint and more of just, like, like what my name would have potentially aesthetic. sounded like, that yeah. never really crossed my mind. But no, I feel very attached to my name, and I can't really imagine giving it up.
3: And Tess, you, um, what was I going to say? You said, I think this was partly inspired by something you said, because Tess was married recently. How long has it been now? A month and? A month and one week, exactly. A
5: month <laughs> and one week. Congrats, <laughs>
3: Tess. Um, but Tess, when we were brainstorming ideas for the podcast, I think this was actually your idea, because you were the one that said, since you've been married, everyone has been asking you about
1: this. Yes. Well, it's less that everyone has been asking me, and more that they assume that I have. Um, And not that I at all minded opening all of the money that I got for the right. wedding. But it did kind of bother me to open so many checks that said to Mr. and Mrs. Michael Dollinger. Right. Because not only did that assume that I was taking his name, it also assumed that I... Like, to not even write, like, Mr. and Mrs. Michael and Tess Dollinger. Like, it was just right. getting rid of my name completely. Right. And like, really, you didn't exist. It bothered me on a deeper level. So... And can you... I mean, not that you
3: have to get into, like, whether you guys, like, share bank accounts or whatever, but it's sort of, like, if that's not in your name at all, like, <laughs> can Does you even costs- take that money <laughs> yeah. out on your own if you wanted to? Like, if you wanted to keep <laughs> all the wedding money for yourself.
1: um, That's a good question. We actually preemptively opened our first joint bank account expecting that people would do this. So, yeah, it speaks to the larger issue that you were just talking about that people just assume. That it's something a woman is going to do. Um, and did you
3: have that on your honeymoon at all? Did people address you as a couple?
1: In Greece, everyone called him Mr. Tess Coleman, <laughs> which is my favorite thing. So we should all move to Greece, basically. Um, and actually, while we were on a lot of tours, we talked about how a lot of the ancient civilizations were matriarchal. And I was like, oh, that's where that's coming from. Oh. Um, so that was. it's very interesting that you ask. Um, yes, but in a different way.
3: Um, And so, Julie, you made the decision to change your name. And I also, for some reason, as a person with a social media background, (laughs) I always feel like changing the social handles is, like, the extra level. (laughs) Yeah. So what was the hardest place (laughs) to change your name? I've heard heard people say it's weirdly complicated to do, like, on Facebook.
4: Oh, no. Facebook was was the easiest. Yeah. Yeah, I just went. I just had my um, maiden name as my middle name for Facebook and then just put Penel at the end. Um, and then Twitter and Instagram were kind of difficult because, you know, it just it's like kind of awkward. Yeah, um, you have to, like,
3: find a new handle. Yeah,
4: but it was actually it worked out really well because I was, you know, a writer. and. yeah. Pennell goes to Pens. Yeah. So I was like Julie Penns, love puns. Yeah.
3: Um, it's actually like a major career upgrade yeah. <laughs> to <the> last name <laughs> right? that like and, fits so perfectly with being and, a novelist. Yeah.
4: And like speaking of that, you know, we live in such a Google world and yeah. my last name was just so generic, you know, Julie Miller. Yeah. Um, so, and there was also, you know, I was a, I was a writer, you know, yeah. that's my career. And there's another um, writer who works for Vanity Fair, who's also named Julie Miller. <gasps> (gasps) and so I I always got just kidding Um, but she was like doing all the A-list celebrity interviews and all of my friends would always email me and be like oh my god your interview was so amazing (laughs) while it was kind of exciting to have somebody think that I interviewed Jennifer Lawrence um, it was also kind of like oh no that wasn't me so it was just kind of nice to you know I was lucky in that sense that I kind of you know got to have a fresh start um, with my name. And I, and I think that the name really works out.
3: Um, yeah, yeah, it's, again, perfect name for a writer. But I do think it's specifically interesting as a writer because, it, you know, it's like you literally make your job by publishing things with your name on them. Mm-hmm. So did you feel any sense of, like, is this erasing my, like, resume of work? Or were you just like, it's the internet, people will Google and see the wedding announcement, like it's no <laughs> big deal?
4: Yeah, you know, I was really lucky in the fact that I had career... A career in magazines and like you know full time jobs um, before, and so obviously I had a ton of writing under Julie Miller. But then when I got married, it just so happened the timing, I ended up going freelance a couple of months later. And so I kind of just got to start fresh with my new last name. Yeah. And, you know, did all of my freelance with my new last name. And then I also started writing the book as well. Yeah. Um, and so it was just like a no-brainer, like that was what I was gonna go with for my author name. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing is, is I actually didn't legally change my last name until last month Oh, I've been really? married for three years. Oh, my gosh. Um, but I've been at, you know, I was going by it for professional and social... Yeah reasons
3: wait did that make it difficult at all in terms of or like if you were traveling and actually you were living abroad for a while Yeah, well that's the reason why I first didn't do
4: it because of all the visa issues okay everything.
3: yeah because I would just in some ways I guess probably to your point about waiting so long to change it legally that's actually probably the most yeah. like biggest cluster To do it legally,
4: yeah. No, you know what? I was just telling them before the show. It, it was not at all like I really thought. Like that's kind of why I was putting it off for so long. Yeah, because I was like, I don't want to do the paperwork and all this stuff. I literally walked into the social security office, and five minutes later, had my new last name. You had a
3: new identity. Oh my god! (laughs) And was there anything weird about so long after you were in your new name? Sort of like finally, like cutting the final cord. That's not really a metaphor, the final (laughs) chord, but, like, the last sort of, like, clinging to your own identity.
4: You know, I didn't ever feel like I lost my identity by changing my last name. I felt like I've always been the same person, whether or not I have Miller or Pinnell as my last name. Um, And, you know, it was really exciting for me, you know? My husband was really excited. He never – he didn't ask me to change it. It was something that I just, like, wanted to do. Yeah. you know, I remember texting him when I got out, you know, out of the Social Security office, like, I'm officially a Panel, you know? <laughs> and he was like, oh, my
3: God, let's celebrate, yeah. you know?
4: So it's, like, it's exciting to me. Yeah,
3: definitely. That's kind of, like... I know this is weird because I feel like every episode on the podcast, I just like fly into some kind of feminist rage about whatever Mm -hmm. topic we're talking about. (laughs) But weirdly, this issue, which is so heated, I am sort of just like, well, I feel like it depends on if my like future husband's last name is cuter or not. Totally. Totally. (laughs) Like (laughs) one time I was dating this guy, this really didn't go anywhere, but his last name was Diamond, which obviously I would want to be Elisa Diamond. (laughs) Such
1: an Elisa Diamond. Such an
3: Elisa Diamond. I know. Maybe I should maybe I should look him back up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, and then, you know, you date some guys with like terrible last names and it's just like no. Mm-hmm. Isn't that yeah so basically I have no real opinion on this subject. <laughs> really like whether or not it's cute. Yeah. Um, And Tess and Kathleen I have to ask before we jump on the phone with some of our friends. I feel like another thing that gets entered into this issue a lot which is actually also sexist in its own right but I'm just, just going to put it out there. I feel like a lot of people have a lot of concern about like well what will you do with your kids? Have you guys thought about that at all if you're planning to have kids? Like whose last name they would get.
0: The only time I think about it is when like people ask you, and I just feel like it's such an unfair question. Right. It's also like, like why so do weird. I have to even tell you? Right. You know, I don't, None of your beeswax. I don't have an answer for it. I, I think my default would be I'm fine with my future unquestionable baby, if I have one or not, <laughs> like taking his name. I don't really I don't really care that much. Like, yeah. The baby can have his name. He's the last like sperone to carry it on. So that's fine with me. We have a camp house inside going strong. Yeah. So, but I, I don't really care either way.
3: What if you make your baby's mm-hmm. last name Kathleen? Into
0: that. <laughs> I think Michael has um, suggested hyphenating, but I my I don't actually like my last name. Like, it's very long. I It's just... Camphausen-Sprone as a hyphenation is just way too much. It's So that's like at least half the letters in the alphabet. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. My, my last name on its own is too long already. So yeah. I, don't, I
3: don't know. Yeah. I don't know. My aunt friend, this has nothing to do with anything, my friend Lauren Felstenstein married a guy whose last name is Bonifacious, so now she's Lauren Felsenstein Bonifacious. Wow. Really <laughs> We're like, it's too long. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, shout out to Lauren if you're listening. Um, Tess, what about you? Do you think about the, not to assume that you're going to have children or whatever, Yeah. but do you think about that at all?
1: I do think about it. Um, mostly because I hear Michael's parents talking about, Michael's brother and his wife and how badly they want them to have babies oh, and how no they, pressure, no geez. pressure um and how they assume that those will be dollinger babies. Yeah. And so that's when I sit there and I kind of stew on it for a while. Um I personally haven't gotten that far. I don't really yeah. want to hear it from them. Yeah. That just like like starts a rage fire in me yeah and I don't, don't even quite know why sure. yeah like, I haven't stopped to think about why that bothers me so much I think again it's just the assumption yeah yeah um, like, and
3: I mean again you've been married for a month in one week right give a girl some time Shut
0: up
4: everyone
1: <laughs> yeah 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 so I think it's just more um that they assume they will be Dollinger babies right. like they very well could be I don't know right right so these hypothetical babies <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like uh, I don't yeah they can decide for themselves. I don't care. Um, and at least one thing you
3: have going for you is that there is another. You have a brother who I just want to talk about because he's so
1: cute. <laughs> he's, oh my God, Tess has a hot brother. He's 22 years old. <laughs> That's, fine. At, That's the wedding, fine. at the wedding, he like took a look at him. He was like... Coworkers are a good looking bunch. And I was like, nope, Stop. no."
0: <laughs> Is he like your old co workers oh are God. a good looking bunch?
1: No, we didn't get uh, that far. I shut it down pretty quickly. Down. But, Did um, he
0: mentioned specifically.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say here because I know she listens to the podcast. Yeah. I don't oh need God. to deal with that.
3: You're like, I'm not going to say in this cone of silence that's being recorded and broadcast <laughs> <Yeah>. to millions. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, on that note, I think we should go ahead and call some of our friends. What do you guys think? Yay. All right. One of my favorite things to talk about on the podcast is my latest obsession, Blue Apron. I know I'm not the only person who barely knows how to cook, hates going to the grocery store, buys produce produce and has it like wilt away in my refrigerator. But that is why Blue Apron has been such a game changer for me. Blue Apron is perfect for people who want a delicious meal, want to kind of learn how to cook and just don't have the time to plan it all out. Blue Apron comes with fresh, high-quality ingredients that make a real difference because it's so important to know where your food comes from. For less than $10 per person per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre Pre proportioned ingredients to make delicious home cooked meals. I'm obsessed with doing it with my roommate. It's so fun. You get everything that comes in like cute little bottles and perfectly proportioned exactly for what you need. So there's no waste. It's so easy to do, even if you're a total novice in the kitchen like I am. Each meal comes with a step by step, easy to follow recipe card and pre proportioned ingredients and can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. If you haven't checked it out yet, do it right now. You can get this week's menu and your first three meals totally for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com Cosmo. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com Cosmo. Blue Apron is a better way to cook. I'm so excited for our next guest, who is a writer for Cosmopolitan.com, also a lawyer, also author of her new book, The H-Spot, The Feminist Pursuit of Happiness. And she wrote a fantastic piece for The Guardian called Why Should Married Women Change Their Names? Let Men Change Theirs. Clearly, she's perfect for the episode. Welcome, Jill Filippovich. Hi, Jill.
5: Hi, thanks for having
3: me. It's been a while. I feel like there was like a period where you were coming on all the time and now you're in Kenya, so far away. I
5: know, I know. But I, I get to run into you in the bathroom sometimes Ex- in the building. Exactly, town, so.
3: exactly. I ran into Jill in the bathroom. It was so exciting. Um, so Jill, <laughs> can you tell us what is the sort of um, your piece for The Guardian, um obviously attracted a lot of attention. Um, We're still referencing it now, even though it was a while ago that you wrote it. But can you sort of give the top line on why you, on your opinion about women changing their names?
5: Yeah, I mean, this is one of those subjects that seems to get everybody very heated. Um, You know, my view on this is that our identities are tied to our names. Our names are literally, our names are the words for ourselves, right? The same way we know a chair is a chair because it's called a chair. Um, right. I know who I am because I'm Jill Um And for uh, pretty much the entire history of marriage in the United States and Western Europe, um, marriage has been a, an ownership institution that's changed in, in modern life. Um, but for quite a long time, the reason women did change their names is because under the laws of coverture, they were literally folded into their husband's identities. So married women couldn't own land. They couldn't have their own bank accounts. Um, they didn't have a claim to their children. Uh, they literally, they couldn't vote because the husband was the sort of the political arm of the family. Their entire identity was folded in to their husbands on marriage, including, of course, their name. Um, Now, obviously, the laws around, you know, land ownership and credit cards and bank accounts and child custody, those have all changed. Um, But we still do what I think is a very strange kind of symbolic thing of women taking their husband's names and, again, kind of seeding their identity when they get married. To me, if marriage is actually a true partnership and a partnership of two equal individuals who are creating a kind of third relationship, um, I don't see why either partner should change their name. Uh, there's really, I think, no justification for it that isn't wrapped up in sexism and sort of very old ideas about women giving themselves up when they get married.
3: But what if you just like the idea of sort of like a fresh start, reinventing yourself?
5: I mean, so I, I do understand that. I guess I would say I'm not sure then why it's only women who change their name. Sure. Um, men, of course can legally change their names in most states, but it's actually, it tends to be much more difficult for them. And almost no men do it. I mean, we hear these stories about, you know, the one man in the blue moon who ends up writing an article about how he changed his name, but, you know, there's so few of them that they aren't even statistically measured. Um, So we talk about this like it's a choice, but really it's only a choice that women think about and it's a choice that really only women are making. you know, and I, I totally understand this idea of wanting to have the same family name or, you know, wanting to feel like marriage is kind of a crossing over point. Um, but again, I just find it odd that the onus of this all falls on, all falls on women.
3: Sure. But didn't you ever, when you were like, younger and you went through that phase in your life where you wanted to be a famous actress, didn't you ever imagine like, your stage name?
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, of course, of course. And you know, I have my like, childhood diaries, right, where I've doodled in the margins, like Mrs. Jill Butterfield. Um, so, you know, it's, this is something I think that most women are raised with as girls is this idea that our identities are always kind of hinged on someone else, that they're hinged on, you know, a potential male partner or a husband, um, and that they're malleable. And, you know, I think this entire model of raising girls to believe that, you know, the person they're born as kind of only exists until they get married is a really toxic one. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and so frankly, I, I would like to see a culture in which, you know, this wasn't presented as, like, oh, it's just a choice, like, choose your feminism. Um, but the women kind of collectively said, you know what? No, my name is me. I have my college degree in my name. I have a career in my name. Um, I have family ties in my name. I have a, you know, my, my last name is Filipovich, which reflects a very specific cultural background. Um, you know, I'm getting married in January. If I were to change my name to, you know, my fiance's last name, it would reflect a culture and a history that has absolutely nothing to do with me. Um, I don't think that's a good way to raise girls, and I don't think it's a good expectation to lay at women's feet. Um, Would your
3: fiance consider changing his name, or is that, I mean, he probably knows your stance on this, so it's probably a (laughs) non-issue. But does that ever come up?
5: Yes. It honestly isn't something that's ever really come up. I mean, I don't think, you know, he, I would be very surprised <laughs> if he came to me and, you know, had thought we should even have a conversation about me changing my name. And no, I don't think he would change his either. I mean, you know, he's also an adult man who has a career and accomplishments and bylines and an entire history to his name. Um, so I would never expect him to change his either. Um, you know, I just, I, I, I find it interesting that I don't know that he's ever really considered that, whereas, you know, I've written multiple articles about it and certainly thought about it extensively throughout my life, as I right. think most women have. Right, it's just right. It's something men don't have to think about.
3: Right, he doesn't have to think about it. He's like, what, huh, changing your name. But, um, no, just kidding. <laughs> but um, do you think, so, you know, this is, this is a lot, um, our conversation so far has really been about a woman making a decision to do this, and you sort of raise a lot of feminist points of why you know, what that represents and the sort of history of what that re- what that represents. Do you think there are also structural things that need to change or things that are sort of larger than um, individual choice that we need to happen to make this a little bit more common for women to sort of keep their names? Because one thing we were talking about before we jumped on the phone is how whether or not you change your name, there are a lot of people in your life, like if you're on vacation, that just assume that you're taking... Um, your husband's last name unless like Tess you just said you're on vacation and everyone was calling her husband Mr. Tess Komen. Yeah it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think there are sort of other um, things that change or this is really something that just needs to start with more and more women deciding to keep their names which I think is becoming more common?
5: Yeah I mean of course I think there are kind of structural things that need to change you know Tess I've had that exact same experience where Ty is always, you know, Mr. Ty because, or Mr. Jill Filippovich, because I book all of our hotels. <laughs> um, so, uh, yes, of course, you know, there are certain assumptions about what it means to be married. Um, you know, every sort of married couple I know when the woman didn't change her name inevitably gets the kind of mass mailing for, like, a credit card with, you know, with her husband's name on it. Um, teachers at your kid's school assume you share the last name as your child. You know, there, there are all these kind of structural, um, impediments. But, you know, I think the reality is changing your name is actually kind of a bigger pain in the butt than keeping it. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to get a new passport, you have to get a new social security card, you have to update your name at your bank, you have to, you know, potentially change your email address and your Facebook name. It's It's a pretty huge amount of paperwork. Um, but women still do it. So yeah, I mean, I do think on some level, it does have to be kind of up to women and also to men and to kind of everyone else in society to not put pressure on women <laughs> to change their names. Um, and I, I, I don't really see how how this shifts until this kind of romanticization of taking a male partner's name ends. And that's I think, a cultural problem, not necessarily like, a legal or a
3: paperwork one right and I will say this hasn't been the case with anybody that's been on that episode so far like it seems like everyone we've talked to their partners have been really chill and really like whether or not you want to but we've all heard stories about women where their partners where their husbands were sort of aghast that they wouldn't take their last name or it became an issue or like I have friends that have been married for several years and it's still sort of a sore point so um To your point about this really being romanticized and kind of embedded in the culture, it is interesting that a lot of men don't care, but for some, it really is a loaded issue for the men too. And that's obviously a lot of pressure to put on you to change your name if you know it's so important to your husband.
5: Yeah, it really is. I mean, it does seem to be tied up in these kind of old ideas of masculinity, um, there's, I don't have it in front of me, but there's a study that I, it wasn't really a study, it was more of a sort of an online survey that I cite in my book. Um, I want to say it's from, it was from some men's website, um, you know, AskMen.com or something like that. And they asked their readers, you know, would you expect your wife to take your game? And overwhelming majority of the men, you know, 80 something percent said yes. And their responses were really telling, you know, they were like, if she doesn't take my name, then, you know, that's emasculating. And if she doesn't take my name, I would think that she wasn't committed to the relationship. Mm-hmm. And then there was a follow-up question that was, you know, would you ever take your wife's name? And of course, like, zero men said yes. Right, right, <laughs> and right. the responses to that were kind of, were really similar. They were like, that would be emasculating. And, you know, that would show that, like, she wears the pants in the relationship and not me And, you know, if we're going to be a family unit, then like she needs to take my name because otherwise she's going to cheat on me. And it was this real thing that what it to me really reflected was the fact that men realize that your name is what your identity hinges on which is why they would never give up theirs mm. um, and they also realize that women giving up their names in marriage is often kind of a sign of women being submissive and sort of submissive, submitting themselves to this old very patriarchal traditional model of what marriage looks like which means that the man is the head of his family um, and you know the woman is, is not and You know, I think it's very difficult to make the argument that women should change their name um, without going in with that sort of set of pretty sexist assumptions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can I ask a question? Oh, yeah. Sorry.
1: Um, Jill, a few minutes ago you said something about how it's pretty commonplace for women to, like, have this on their mind going into marriage. And yesterday Kathleen and I were talking and I kind of thought the opposite, that the people I talk to who have gotten married – are either like vehemently sure that they're not going to change it or they've always known that they have. So do you think there are, like what questions would you suggest someone ask herself if she like for the first time is just thinking Ooh, maybe question. I shouldn't change my name? Because I don't know that I know people who actually do think about it. I think they know either way.
5: Hmm. Yeah, I mean I guess what I meant is that I think it's something that Women have at least kind of considered Whereas for men it doesn't even like Cross their radar screen oh, okay, in yeah. mm-hmm. um, But you know I mean I would say It is I think really important To interrogate why you want To change your name and then what Sort of assumptions underlie that So I mean, one thing that I hear a lot from people Pushing back on this idea is like Well my name was just my father's name anyway mm. And the kind of underlying Assumption there is that women don't Get names <laughs> um, mm. Right because by that logic how was your husband's name his name? Like it's his mm-hmm. father's name. And then it's not in your father's name. It's their father's name. And you know, it's sort of back and back and back. Um, you know, and I think it does reflect this idea that like men get their names and they get their identities. But female identity is always relational. So even the names we're given that are on our birth certificates that were called our entire lives, you know, those either belong, they belong to some sort of male authority, a father or a husband. Um, you know, another thing I hear a lot is, well, his name was just better than mine. Which,
3: that, that was were, like, basically the my region. whole argument.
5: like... <laughs> 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 How did men get all the good
3: last names? Wait, but Jill, right? one time I dated a guy whose last name was Diamond.
5: <laughs> I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah.
3: You would be Jill Diamond, too. Um, no, you wouldn't. I'm just kidding. So I actually think the only real solution is to go back to what fifth grade Elisa was thinking about all along and is just you should just give yourself a stage name. <laughs> so mine that I always wanted when I was a kid was Alyssa Sterling, which is weird because oh. Alyssa is actually so similar to my first name as well (laughs) so anyway that I don't know why fifth grade me thought Sterling was like the most exciting last name in the world but (laughs) well Jill thank you so much and before you go tell people where um they can pick up your new book and what they need to know about it
5: yeah, so the book is called The H-Spot, The Feminist Pursuit of Happiness. Um, it's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, hopefully at your local bookstore. Um, and it is a look at how happiness and pleasure-centered public policy could improve women's lives in the United States.
3: Great. Well, thank you so much, Joe. We always love having you on.
5: Thanks for having me, Alisa Sterling, Alyssa <laughs> <laughs> Sterling.
3: Bye-bye, Joe. Bye, Joe. Bye. Welcome to play it a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more play it at play.it Our next guest has a unique story behind her decision to change her name on the line to share her story with us is Michelle hi Michelle. Hi. Hi. Um, so we've been having some very heated discussions over here at Cosmopolitan.com Happy Hour podcast about name changing so far. And you have kind of an interesting story about this. Um, can you sort of walk us through your decision-ish to change your name?
6: Yeah. So there, basically, there isn't a decision. <laughs> um, You're in limbo. So I got married two and a half years ago, and I you know, when you get married, you fill out the, you know, on your marriage license, you can check, like, I'm changing my last name. This is what my new last name will be. And I did change my name officially on that. So you took your husband's name at that point? Yeah. okay. And I think one of the reasons that I decided to, well, there were two reasons, main reasons I decided to do that um, and that I was planning on fully changing my last name. One was because uh, at the time when we were planning our wedding, there was a lot of uh, contention my husband comes from a very traditional family um, and my family is a lot uh, less traditional but his family we had a really small wedding uh, we were married by a friend who just got um, ordained on the internet uh, so it wasn't a, a priest or a pastor um, and it was at a restaurant so it wasn't um, in a church and his family was already, you know, at That was weapon. a lot for them, yeah. Yes, it was a lot for them. They're handled. like, it has to be
3: in a church.
6: Yeah, they yeah. were losing it already. Um, especially, yeah, so they're Catholic, and um, I don't know if this is true or this was just their impression. I haven't really, like, researched it, but according to them, if you're not married by a priest, then your, your kids can't be baptized in or christened in the Catholic Church? I don't
3: actually know much about Catholicism myself, but I do think that's true. I think that there is okay. the priest thing yeah, is important. Yeah,
6: so they were mostly really concerned. You know, they weren't as concerned that just that we weren't getting married in a church, but they were very concerned that our, our kids wouldn't be able to be christened. Sure. Um, because of that, so there was a whole, you know— there was a lot of compromise going on already. Right. And they are very traditional and I really think that they would have just lost it if and f- um
3: And so that wasn't even something that came up. It was name. basically just like you were like, I can't even float this by them. Like they probably all just assumed that you would change your name.
6: Yeah. Um, and actually, literally the one place that I have changed my name is on Facebook where they all exist <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so as far
3: as they know
6: <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I didn't even fully change it. I kept um, my I did the two last names, but I just added the last uh, my husband's last name. okay. Um, so that they would, you know, feel placated a little bit. So you changed um, this
3: at the point in time when you were doing your marriage certificate. You changed it on Facebook to sort of the keep up appearances, um, and that's been two years. And now you're sort of not sure which way you want to swing.
6: Yeah. So on your marriage license, you have to you put if you're changing your name or not, and that's your like free name change. Otherwise, you have to like pay to change your name. Right. Um. And then, but then, in order to actually, you know. Put it into action. You have to go, you know, get a new social security card with your new last name. Then you get a new driver's license after you have the social security card, and then you can start changing, you know, all your accounts. And which, just so
3: name. you know, um, Julie, who's in the room, did all this, and she said it was super easy. So just so you know,
4: five yes. <laughs> minutes
6: at the social security. It
4: hour. is not
3: the difficulty that is stopping. <laughs> that, that was what stopped me. Yeah, for years, I always actually. thought it would be like it would take like hours, days. Oh, yeah. Anyway, go on. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you haven't done any basically, of that.
6: Basically I just never went I have I still have not gone to the social security office. That's the first step is you have to get the new social security card and I have not done that. And once you do that, you kind of have to. that like puts into motion the whole situation. Like you pretty much have to change it everywhere then because your social security card is right. the other
3: name. Like in the eyes so, of the state
2: or whatever. Yeah, so
6: I've just been kind of putting that off. I don't know. Basically, the classic feminist argument of not changing your name is why I don't really want to change my name. Right. Um, But you've already dipped a toe in. I feel an identity with it, and I also have a job in which my name has been tied to a lot of my work. Um,
3: What does your husband feel about all this?
6: I think he... He feels a little neutral. You know, it'll come up in, like... It only comes up when we're already fighting about something. Hey,
3: it's like the go-to fight. <laughs> Every couple has about one. Something,
6: then it'll come up that, like, why haven't you changed your name yet? Yeah, uh, mainly because you know I think if we had agreed right at at the get-go that like I'm not going to change my name, he would have been fine with that. Like we discussed this, and we d- mutually decided that I was going to right. And so then I think he's like, well, why are you putting this off? We decided on this. Right. So it has kind of come up in moments of contention.
3: Uh, um, duh, man. We changed our minds. Come on. I know. I,
6: I know. <laughs> um, but actually, I do, I think I'm just in this kind of like weird middle period because the other reason that I did want to change my name is that I do kind of value um, that having the same name once you have kids. Right. I don't want, you know, I feel like... You know, I've heard of parents who they have two kids, and each kid has one of their last names. It's like too confusing. It's like I yeah. just want to be like the blanks, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, I yeah. Mean? Like the Johnsons. Yeah. But um, so I do want that, and I don't really care if what last name that is. Um, but that idea of
3: sort of one name for your family unit. Yeah, so important. I think
6: once we get more serious about having kids, that'll be, and then I'll like actually take action.
3: Right. So you say now? <laughs> All right, I'm calling yeah. you. I'm calling you as soon as you get pregnant.
6: Yeah, I actually, I have another friend who did a similar thing, which she has um, a last name, a maiden last name that was tied to her like racial identity. And so she didn't really want to get rid of that, but then after they'd been married a few years and they decided they wanted to have a kid, she actually ended up adding. um, So she has the two last names.
3: Oh, yeah, um, the but baby factor, took, man. Sometimes it
6: just takes a while to have a reason to make that decision. Yeah,
3: yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think everything you're saying, I think, just really illuminates that these aren't simple choices. Like, maybe at some point it felt like a really obvious thing to do or kind of what everyone does. But I think your situation proves that a lot goes into this and it can be really loaded so yeah. thank you michelle for sharing.
6: Is, my my method is not um recommended
3: oh yeah just avoid
6: it avoid it until you're forced to <laughs> yeah, make. Just make a decision when you get married and yeah. go with that Li- you shouldn't drag it out
3: maintain two identities live a double yeah. life <laughs> yeah <laughs> well done applauded well thank you, you so much michelle we appreciate it yeah
6: okay Bye. bye, bye.
3: bye. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Our last guest chose to take on her husband's name, but she didn't do so until their 10-year wedding anniversary. On the line to tell us why the change didn't happen right away is Alicia Conway. Hi, Alicia. How are you? Hi, good. How are you? Good. So you took your husband's name after 10 years.
2: Why the wait? (laughs) Well, I wasn't going to do it. And, um, you know, what happened was we when we first got married, I thought I would keep my maiden name as a middle name. And then I would take his last name, which is way cooler than my last name. Um, And uh, and I thought, yeah, that's what I'll do. It's totally fine. And then when we talked about it, I said, you know, it'd make me feel a lot better if you would take my middle name or my last name as your middle name. And he was like, no, that's not my name oh. and completely freaked out. And I was like, wait, that's how I feel. So I got kind of stubborn and I was like, you know what? That just cemented it for me. I was like, no, I'm going to keep my name. I'm going to keep the name I was born with. Um, so 10 then, years later. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So for 10 years, that was basically fine. And then I just got kind of sad that we didn't all have the same name. I mean, the two of us hmm. didn't have the same name. Yeah. Um, and I thought it's kind of sad to me that we don't sound like a family because we feel like a family. Yeah. Um, and so basically I started to think about it and I we don't we aren't big on presents like physical presents we don't really exchange gifts like people normally do I guess. Right. Um and about 10 years in I was like you know what I I think it would be really kind of a nice gesture for him if I took his name um and the reason his name is because my last name I've never particularly loved it just doesn't sound like I wish it sounded hmm. and I like his name better objectively and I realized that there are like three ways we could go we could either Um, you know, take one of each other's names or we can make up a completely new name or we could just keep our names or um, combine them. And I was like, you know, of of all the choices that we have, the truth is that if objectively I like his name the best, so there's no reason not to take it. And I just had a change of heart and decided that I would take his name.
3: I I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I actually said this when I introduced you, but his last name is rock, right? Yeah. So yeah. So you're now Alicia Conway rock.
2: Right. And actually it's a good name. I go, it's a great name and I personally go by Just Alicia Rock. Okay. And I kept I use Conway Rock as my professional name. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Rock is a good last name. <laughs>
3: It's
4: like I know it's awesome.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. Is it's just like I really think none of this would have happened if my last name had been Rock and he had been a Conway.
3: Right, right. Or what if his last name had just been something really boring like
2: Smith? I wouldn't have taken it. Right, I wouldn't have taken it. I really wouldn't have. I mean, it really just came down to like you know I wanted us to have the same family name, and we I picked the cool one. And so
3: <laughs> that seems as good a reason as anyway. Um, how did friends and family react to you doing this a decade after you guys got married?
2: Um, You know, what's funny is I think most people, (laughs) I think, I think most people were just like, whatever, Alicia. (laughs) Right. (laughs) By by that, by that point. (laughs) No one cares. You're old news. (laughs) Well, not just that, but also my parents, you know, they're, they're kind of like, you're going to do what you're going to do. And they expect that from me now. Right. I think they were surprised. I mean, certainly my parents were surprised. My husband was floored. Yeah. Like he 100% fully never imagined I was going to do this. And he, he was floored. Um, but our family, our friends are just—they've just rolled with it. They've yeah. been Like, okay, yeah, sure. Your name's Rock now. That's cool. And do you still
3: um catch yourself? You know, you've lived a lot of life with, you know, in a marriage with holding on to Conway as your last name. Do you slip up and still say that sometimes? Or are you now a Rock through time. and through? All the time. <laughs> no,
2: no, no. I do it all the time. I answer the phone, Alicia Conway, all the time. Right.
3: So you're still adjusting. Yeah. Totally. And so do you feel glad that you waited so long to make this decision? Because one thing we've really been exploring on the podcast is how this decision that maybe at some point in our lives, we felt like we was almost an obvious decision or something everyone did is actually very sort of fraught and emotional. Do you feel like spending 10 years thinking about this made you more certain that this is what you wanted to do?
2: Yeah, yeah, I needed the 10 years. I'm really glad I didn't do it when I got married. I think I would have felt really torn. Yeah, um, I th- I really do because I felt really uncomfortable about it, and I think that's obvious. That all he had to say to me was, "That's not my name," and I was like, "Well, that's how that's how I feel." Right. I mean, like the fact that it was like all he had to do is go, "Like, no, I feel like I feel uncomfortable." I'm like, "Why well, feel uncomfortable?" You know? So right. I wasn't sure. Right. And I felt and I feel pretty good about having kept my name all the time. Although I will say that I've had a couple of things that have happened with me professionally that I kind of wish were under my old name, but right. that's really. I mean, there's no way around it. I needed the time. Right, right,
3: right. Well, in some ways, Alicia, I feel like it's a really nice story because it is a reminder that like marriage is forever. And so if it takes you 10 years to make a decision, that's yeah. fine. You have a whole lifetime together. There's no Hopefully. rush. It's
2: right,
3: exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing your story. We really appreciate it. And we'll check in with you mm. on 10 year, in another 10 years to see if, <laughs> if it's stuck. See if I changed it back. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Thanks so much. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank bye. You. bye guys, I feel like this has been such an exciting conversation. For some reason, it's just made me even more excited to change my name. <laughs> Talking about all the drama and sort of potential anti-feminism associated with it has just made me really excited.
4: So are you going to do Alicia Sterling? Right. Okay. Exactly.
3: exactly. I think that is the consensus that we've come to you from now on. This podcast is hosted by Alyssa Sterling. <laughs> um, anything that you guys took away from the conversation or anything that made you As people who have lived through this, I'm like staring at you like you're through a fishbowl. Um, anything that really resonated with you guys today?
1: Um, oh, I don't want to cut you off. No, go ahead. I realize I've been sitting on the solution the entire time we've been talking. In September, I'm going to a wedding with people whose last name is both Goldberg. We should all just marry someone with our same last name. (laughs) Oh my god, you're so right. You're so right. How easy for them.
3: Yeah. I went to school with somebody that had my last name, but then he came out of the closet. Oh, so
1: it wouldn't have worked in your particular case, yeah. but there are other Bensons. Yeah, I know. I need to find that. Benson's out there. Hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> Marry me. So that is what I've what I've taken away from all of this. <laughs> that is
3: a great solution. We are really just solving this problem. Kathleen, what about you?
1: One thing, or basically just the way
0: that Jill... Explained and phrased something. You had asked me, like, what will you do when you have kids? And yeah. I never know how to answer that. I just know that that question always bothers me. Yeah. And I feel like she explained it in a way that, that made sense to me. It's just, why do I have to answer? Like, why do why is that question only towards me? Yeah. Why do I have to think about it? None why is it like... A, it's like the question of, like, oh, well, you, well you're going to have a baby. Are you going to stay home? Like, you never, the man oh. never gets asked yeah. that. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, all of the pressure from society is always just focused on our side. On the so, Oh, yeah. my
3: God. You should just, next time someone asks you rudely, like I did earlier today on the air, for recorded for all of time, <laughs> you should just be like, why are you asking me that?
0: It's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I don't know the answer to that. But it's frustrating that I have to be the one to figure it out. Right. Also, something else is that it, the idea of my future potential child having... A last name that isn't mine doesn't bother me because they will not have had to change their name. They just like get that name. I don't really feel compelled to share a name because it's still my baby, right? It's just something that particularly doesn't bother me,
3: right? It's like it's your kid, no matter what. Even if you name it like. I don't know, <laughs> double cheeseburger. Love Still it. So you're <laughs> I don't know why that was the first thing I thought of. I must be hungry. <laughs> um, Julie, what about you? Any final thoughts?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think, like, everybody has good points. You know, I'm obviously... You
3: are repping for, the name I'm changers. I'm
4: repping the name <laughs> changers, but I also see where other people are coming from. And, like, if I was forced to do it heck no like yeah. I would not you know like out of principle but it was my decision my choice Yeah. and like I feel like that's the feminist thing you know Yes. Like, I got to choose what I wanted to do and that was what I wanted to do and like I just feel like everybody should be able to choose and nobody should judge anybody for yes. anything. Yes
3: judgment free zone and again if you are a novelist and you get the chance to make your twitter <laughs> handle Julie Pens you so better boy. do it <laughs> <laughs> Um. and on that note we do always end and by telling people where they can stalk all of us on social media. Um, Julie, do you want to just remind people where they should pick up your book, The First Wives Club? It's such a great summer read um, and where they can follow you online.
4: Yes, yeah, so The Young Wives Club. Everybody gets confused with The First Wives Club. It's The Young Wives Club. Oh, did I say <laughs> First Wives Club? Yeah, ah, no, I'm sorry! It's totally, totally fine. Um, yeah, it's everywhere. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your local bookstores. Um... And then, yeah, you can find me on social media, like we've said a thousand times, Julie Pens on Instagram and Facebook. (laughs) So catchy. Or sorry, Twitter, not Facebook.
1: (laughs) So so catchy, so catchy. Tess, what about you? Um, Last time I did this, I had to walk through my Twitter handle and it was embarrassing. So try (laughs) me on Instagram at Tess Coleman, K-O-M-A-N. Thank you. (laughs) And Kathleen. I am
0: at HeyGuysHeyPhoto on Instagram and Twitter.
3: And as always, I am at Elisa Benson on Twitter. Instagram, Snapchat. (laughs) And thank you guys always for listening and tuning in to another episode of the Cosmopolitan.com Happy hour podcast. Maybe next time I talk to you guys, I'll have a totally different name. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe I'll be engaged to another Benson out there in the world. One can only hope. But as always, thank you so much for sharing and reading and listening and subscribing and doing all the things you do with the podcast. If there's a topic you want to hear us talk about next week, hit me up and let me know at Lisa Benson. Otherwise, I will see you guys next week. Bye.
4: Watch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some from my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world.
1: Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to
0: Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.